0: presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh, episode 65, a wee laugh for the July 31st weekend. I'm your host, Mr. Two Frames. Joining me in studios is the L train. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. Big weekend, last weekend of July
1: 2... <sighs> That means school's getting close.
0: School's getting really close uh, for us. Sad. Um, this is probably also the last big blockbuster of summer coming out this weekend.
1: Oh, really? You think? You don't think that the uh, Fantastic Four is a blockbuster? Considered no, a blockbuster? no.
0: Uh, bad news for Fantastic Four. Apparently, Fox Studios has embargoed reviews of the film until I think oh. three hours after they come out. Until the movie comes out.
1: Well that that won't that won't matter in terms of box office.
0: That's a bad sign when you're it's not. It's
1: a bad sign whether or not it's any good. Yeah. They're still advertising the heck out of it. But anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, so. I guess
1: that's coming out in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. But this weekend we have Mission Impossible Road Nation. This is the fifth Mission Impossible film. This is. MI5. Yeah. MI. MIV. RN.
1: Five. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, MIV RN.
0: Yeah. This yeah. is the series that won't die.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's like. See. There's probably, it's not going to let up. There'll probably be an M-I-V-I.
0: Oh, yeah. I definitely think there's going to be at least one more film. Yeah. You got to go for the six-pack. This is Tom Cruise playing Ethan Hunt and working with other spies like Jeremy Renner and Rebecca Ferguson to save the world. Yeah. And this is directed by my man, Christopher McQuarrie.
1: That's your man?
0: Yeah, I've talked about him a lot on the show. I like his writing. He,
1: the Usual Suspects.
0: Usual Suspects, Way yeah. of the Gun, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, he wrote.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, so, those were all great movies.
0: Big big fan of Christopher McQuarrie.
1: Yeah, you gonna go see it? Yeah, yeah. You looking forward to seeing it in 3D? Oh, it's in 3D. I don't know. I assume. Why not? I
0: thought it was just in IMAX.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think I I'll went go and watch saw it and sat like the. I sat really close to get the IMAX experience without paying the IMAX price. (laughs) Wasn't a good idea. Wait, you purposely sat up? You know, there were other people in the theater. I've already, we can talk about it next week. I've established how much I hate people Mm -hmm. and how much I hate viewing movies with people, especially in Closter. Yeah, that experience holds up. So you
0: purposely went and sat in the front section. I sat
1: in the front section, the last row of the front section, so I wouldn't have to deal with the cell phones and the talking and the blah, blah. But it didn't It didn't help me. It didn't help the experience any. But anyway, so yeah, that's coming out this week. You guys should go see it. <laughs> I've decided that I'm not a, an appropriate judge of action movies. I can't be. For whatever reason, I, I guess I'm just not, I, I'm not wired to, to be a good a uh, critic of that that genre of film.
0: Did the audience seem to enjoy it?
1: Uh, pff, I don't know. I'll will well, talk about
0: it next week. All right.
1: Well, I guess cuz we'll probably review it, right? Yeah. All um
0: right. any predictions for how it's going to do in the box office? I
1: don't know. I If Gloucester's in the education there were 5 people there.
0: That's pretty good on a Friday. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I don't um, know.
0: Experts are saying 40 to 50 million for this.
1: That's, that that bodes well for you, I suppose. Yeah, it's
0: decent. It's not great. Hmm. Apparently earlier in summer people were expecting it closer to seventy, but it's been getting some soft tracking lately.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird weekend. Last week was a weird week too. Yeah, so we'll
0: There's see. There's another
1: movie coming out this week though. Really? Yeah. It's a reboot of Vacation, the National Lampoons Vacation. Is there the National Lampoon added to this? Or is it just vacation?
0: I think they're just marking this as vacation.
1: Hmm. This has got uh Ed Helms taking over the role. Uh, originally that Chevy Chase would have done, but he's playing his son, Rusty, Rusty Griswold. (laughs) Uh, Ed Helms is the uh, stew from the Hangover movies. I guess he's got his start on The the Daily Show as a reporter.
0: I think he was also in The Office.
1: Was he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, Christina Applegate plays his wife, and I guess that they're on a trip I guess they're on a vacation. I don't know if they're going to Wally World or not, though, because I really I have no interest in seeing the movie.
0: Really? You don't yeah. want to see the fifth uh, film in this series?
1: No, I have no idea. No. Leslie Mann's playing Audrey, though. Audrey is his sister. I like it. Leslie Mann from This Is 40. Yeah. Sure. Apparently she was in The Bling Ring, too.
0: I haven't watched The Bling Ring yet. I
1: don't think I have either. Uh, I guess I get confused with Spring Breakers.
0: No, uh, Blean Ring is the Sofia Coppola film.
1: Yeah, I think I need to watch that. I'd li- I think I might like that.
0: So that's what you would watch over this vacation yeah. movie? The thing that scares me is it's got two guys who have no directing credits to their name directing this. Jonathan
1: Goldstein and John Francis Daly. Yeah. But they wrote Horrible Bosses 1 and 2, and I didn't think Horrible Bosses was that bad.
0: I didn't and think it was that good, though. It,
1: it's it, not horrible, but...
0: There was nothing in the writing that makes me think that these guys can handle directing a
1: film. Did you see the movie Waiting? mm Uh I think Francis Daly or Jonathan Francis Daly, whatever. He's trying to be one of those fireside poets with his name. But uh, that movie, he, he wrote Waiting, and I think he wrote Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. <laughs> So they have a lot of uh, screen credits out there. Just no directing credits. All right.
0: Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it does.
1: Who do you prefer as a Rusty? Anthony Michael Hall or Johnny Galecki?
0: Johnny G- Galecki yeah, was he... a Rusty Grizzle. Yeah. That was in Vegas. Vacation.
1: Though. No, he was... um European? mm Christmas Vacation.
0: Oh, he was, okay. Yeah. All right. No, I like Johnny Galecki on uh Big Bang Theory.
1: Yeah. As Leonard.
0: Yeah. Um... The Rusty Griswold, though, that's that's not a good role to it's be. It's not an
1: iconic movie role.
0: The problem is you get replaced every film. Yeah. They, they've had five different actors. I
1: wonder why they didn't get Anthony Michael Hall to be in. Oh, maybe six, if you count Hotel Hell Vacation. No, no. Did you know Anthony Michael Hall was in Foxcatcher? No. I didn't either. I checked. I, apparently he was. You
0: checked out his filmography? Yeah, I
1: checked out his filmography, pre- preparing for the wee laugh. So, you tell me there's no streaming Redbox pick this week?
0: N- nothing real great coming out this weekend. Noth- nothing that I've seen, nothing that I could recommend in good conscience. All
1: right. I saw a movie on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I paid seven bucks to watch it uh, at home streaming on Amazon. Not Amazon Prime, but it's called A Murder in the Park. Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to mention it here because I think people should go watch it if... Without reading any of the material surrounding it, because the marketing for it, not that there's a whole lot of marketing for this weird documentary, but it undermines some of the twists in the movie, if you if you read the synopsis. So the brief synopsis I'll, I'll give you is that it tells the story of this uh, inmate, Anthony Porter, who was on death row but was spared the death penalty thanks to the efforts of a college journalism class at the University of Illinois. So at the very last minute they found this uh, murderer, uh, they found another dude who admitted to it, confessed to the murder, and they released this Anthony Porter guy. Uh, the man who confessed the mur- murder was Al Story Simon. And it's a famous case that actually brought about the end of the death penalty in Illinois. But the truth is a muddy, murky uh, puddle. And <laughs> that's kind of where I want to end my uh, synopsis of the movie because I think people should go watch it just to see how this story plays out because it's pretty interesting.
0: All right, so if you're a fan of uh, the serial podcast or any of these true crime, yeah, uh, documentary TV shows, you would mm-hmm. enjoy this.
1: I think it. I think it. It deserves to be watched and talked about for a lot of reasons. All right. It sort of undermines that whole. You know that there's a. a the most of the people that do. Um, documentary films come from a certain sort of political perspective, a political agenda
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh this sort of runs counter to that so it 's an interesting an interesting story. It would be interesting to talk to somebody about it and you know find out what they think on our uh Twitter feed or on the Facebook page, or they can even go to our website and blog about it because it 's kind of interesting so You can get that on Amazon Prime, but I also have an Amazon Prime Pick of the Week. Okay. Uh, And this would be my pick for Nicole C., People of Her Elk, Barely Lethal. (laughs) (laughs) Starring Haley Steinfeld as a special agent's cop. It's got uh, Jessica Alba in it.
0: Talk about a career that has gone down, down, down.
1: And uh, Thomas Mann, the guy from Me and Earl and the Dying Girl.
0: Okay, yeah, I like him.
1: Yeah, he plays in it, you know, the kind of nerdy kid. And uh Samuel L. Jackson's in it. It's another one of the, it's another Samuel L. Jackson joint. He plays sort of uh the leader of an international group of spies, teenage special ops spies. And this girl wants to have a normal childhood, so she sort of manufactures her death and <laughs> assumes the role of a normal uh like a foreign exchange student from Canada. <laughs> <sighs> she quickly learns that surviving the treacherous waters of the typical American high school can be even more difficult than international espionage.
0: Now then, you really liked Haley Steinfeld in True Grit, and you predicted big things for her when you saw her yeah, in that role. it hasn't
1: really come to fruition. Her, char- her star burned brightly, and then it burned out.
0: I fear she just picks a lot of bad movies to be in.
1: She was pretty good in it, and I think most of the critical... Um, commentary about it suggests that she was the best part of it. Yeah. Which I don't doubt. So,
0: But if you're not picking good movies to star in.
1: <laughs> she's still young. She's still I
0: know, but she's had a bad track record. She was in the Romeo and Juliet uh, yeah. remake. She was in Three yeah, Days to Kill. You know how
1: that ruined Leonardo DiCaprio's career.
0: His was much more successful than this remake. So, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, hopefully she gets it together.
1: I think she's going to be fine. Right. I think she'll be just fine. She's funny in this. I think the movie's funny. I don't know why it's got... It's roundly panned on Rotten Tomatoes. Very few positive reviews. Even the audience doesn't like it. But Yeah, I think it
0: was a direct-to-video release.
1: Or direct-to... Now it's on Amazon Prime, so it's my Amazon Prime pick of the week.
0: Not bad. Anything on Netflix? Yes. People have that?
1: Yeah, this is actually an interesting television show. That's for... It's two seasons of four episodes, so it's one of those BBC shows. Um, It's called A Young Doctor's Notebook and Other Stories, and it stars uh, Daniel Radcliffe and John Hamm, and they play the same doctor at different times. He's a Russian uh, surgeon, and uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays him at the age of, I don't know, 22 or whatever, in 1917, right during the the Bolshevik Revolution in uh, Russia. And John Hamm plays him in 1934, I think, and it's sort of fantastical how they interact with each other. Like he just kind of shows up as sort of a ghost from the future or whatever, or some element of his, like each other's psyche. So it's that part of it is kind of weird, but it's it's not trumped up like that. It's a sort of a uh, it's a
0: magic realism
1: no i wouldn't even i wouldn't even go that far it's just a device in order to put these two people together and the frame is surrounding john ham's story relates back to the past and you begin to see how the decisions of the younger doctor affect the older doctor and if i say anything more about it i might be ruining some of the story but um it's funny it's it's funny and it's brutal and it's uh what's that movie on uh on Cinemax. With a, it's a television show on Cinemax where they do surgery at the turn of the century. The Nick with yeah. Five in <laughs> it. Yeah, there's a lot of blood in this. Just like that movie, The Nick. And the production values are pretty high. What happens is in 1917, the guy graduates from uh, the college right or whatever, Moscow International School of Medicine or whatever, and they put him in Siberia in some hospital up there where he's the only surgeon and there's a dentist that works there, and two, uh, two nurses. I guess you could call them that. They're midwives. And uh, he has to deal with, you know, peasants and stuff. And they're <laughs> like, uh, the this peasant comes in, and he's all out of sorts. He's screaming and yelling. He says, uh, "My daughter fell in the lathe. My daughter fell in the lathe." And the the doctor's like what do you mean she fell in the lathe and then they bring her in and her legs are all mangled up she fell into like a, a machine or something
0: she, into a lathe
1: yeah she fell into a lathe <sighs> so anyway i don't know why that makes me laugh but the way they play it the in the show is four laughs so
0: okay and there have been two seasons of this Will two there be seasons, a third?
1: i doubt it i don't know right. i mean they're not saying anything about there being two seasons but uh the i only watched the first season and it's pretty good it's pretty i mean it's affecting for some reason. If you're a Daniel Radcliffe uh, completist, then you should definitely go see that. <sighs> All right, and that so it's was called A Young Do- Doctor's Notebook and Other Stories All right, on Netflix. It's on my Netflix. net pick. Yeah.
0: And if you've got Amazon, you're saying Barely Lethal or Murder in the Park. Yeah. Those one of them's
1: your- free. Or one of them you've already paid for if you've got Amazon Prime.
0: All right. So those are the streaming picks. In um, theaters is Vacation, which we're both going to take a pass on. And also Mission Impossible Road Nation, which one of us has already seen and is withholding his review until next week. And I will be watching that here in the coming days. All right. I'm very eager. Everyone should go see it because this is the movie that's going to put me over the top in the uh, blockbuster box office challenge. Or not. Uh, I, got, I, I got a good feeling. Good feeling. All right. So um, I guess that's the end of the episode. Uh, episode 66, we're going to be covering Ghost Set a Watchman. Yeah, and other stories of Mockingbirds
1: yeah we're going to talk about the film and book um, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee and then the follow up Go Settle Watchman." it's our first forway, foray into actual literature in the literature and film podcast yep so All looking right, forward well, to that thanks
0: for joining me in studios L-Train thank you uh, this is Mr. Two Frame saying there be
1: dragons pox at bodum everybody